0: All right, ready to do the show. Wait, is this really the music we're going to use? Oh, well. Welcome to Midweek with Mike. Hey, guys, welcome to Midweek with Mike. This is your host, Mike, back at you today. Today, we're going to be talking about what everybody's been waiting for, what society wants, and that is to know the problem with the police. Midweek with Mike discussing the problem with the police. It may or may not go the direction you think it's going to go, so bear with me. It's going to be an interesting conversation or dialogue for that matter. Let's talk about the problem with the police, why they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and how they can do better. Again, I know this is a patriotism podcast, so bear with me. Give me a minute, and at the end, if you don't like it or you disagree, hit me up on Facebook whatever have to Patriotism Podcast, and leave a comment, leave a like, leave a dislike, leave whatever you want to leave on there. Tell me what you think. But let's just delve right into this. What is the first problem with the police? I would say the first problem with the police is they hold people accountable. In today's society, we don't want to be held accountable for our actions. And because we don't want to be held accountable for our actions, why would we want the police to do that? Maybe Somebody committed a crime because they didn't have the economic opportunity to have something nice, and they just needed to have something nice. Why is it the police's job to get that item back or to hold that person accountable by putting them in jail? When they put them in jail, why don't they keep them in jail longer? I mean, somebody stabs somebody, somebody shoots someone. Shouldn't they be in jail for, I don't know, at least a year? Well, let's back up on that for a minute. The policeman, or woman. Catches the person, takes them into custody, puts them in jail. Who's responsible for keeping them in jail? Well, that's the judge. Judges in at least state of Washington, it seems, don't believe that jail works, and they'd rather give people resources or counseling or probation. So when you start going down that path, cops can't keep people in jail longer than the judge would allow for. That's up to the judges. It's interesting. Uh, One of my good friends, may meet him someday, Jamarcus, likes to say, voting has consequences. Well, those judges that you vote in and the county council people and the city council people and mayors and governors, they all have bearing on what happens with people being released. So the police can go out and do a good job or a bad job holding people accountable for their actions. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be the judges that ultimately decide what happens with those people. And just like people complain about qualified immunity for the police, judges have it too. So when a judge releases a murderer and it goes out and murders someone or a domestic violence suspect who then goes out and kills his girlfriend because he's mad at her, there's no legal recourse against that judge. So if we're talking about removing qualified immunity for cops, Shouldn't we be talking about removing qualified immunity for judges as well? I warned you guys. This is a real talk conversation. What else is wrong with the police? Well, they're held to a higher standard. I don't know how many people know this. Police officers have a code of conduct that applies to them while they're at work as well as while they're off duty. If you get into an argument with your wife and you slap your wife, obviously police are going to get called. Obviously, you're going to go to jail as you rightfully should. Police officer gets into argument with his wife, slaps his wife, is also a mandatory reporter. So if he doesn't self-report that, he or she, they can be fired. If he gets found guilty or arrested for that, they're placed on admin leave. And not even just with domestic violence things, with other incidents, dealing with your neighbors. If a police officer deals with a neighbor that any other person could talk to him in the same way, they're going to be held to a higher standard and possibly get in trouble for violating the department's code of conduct, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all the things on the interwebs. If that goes against a department policy or possibly just the mindset of the department, that officer can be held accountable. A lot of people officers are getting in trouble for doing TikTok videos for posting things that are against the political mindset of the agencies that they work for. This doesn't mean that they can't go in and exercise discretion while they're doing their job and toe the company line. This means they literally post something on Facebook that disagrees with what the department says, and even though it has no bearing on how they do their job, they can get fired for it. Another problem with cops, they're held to a higher standard than everyone else. Another issue with the cops is they do everyone else's job, and they really need to get out of the business of doing everyone else's job. A lot of different agencies within city and county municipalities or counties rely on the police. They want the police to show up to support them. So when code enforcement goes to deal with someone who's not happy with them, instead of going in there and dealing with them, they call the police because they want a bodyguard. When adult protective services or county, city, mental health professionals from the government need to go in and take someone for an involuntary commitment, they call the police because this person may get combative. People that are doing mental health work and having somebody go in with mental health issues are calling the police with guns to intimidate these people into compliance to protect the mental health professionals because the way that they're trying to do it may or may not work. But the police officer's hands are also tied because police officers aren't supposed to be using force on people with mental health issues. So how does that work? 90% chance that social worker is going to throw the cops under the bus if they do use too much force or more force than the mental health professional thinks they should have used. Cops can't win. That's another problem with the police. They can't win, but they're also doing other people's jobs. When there's someone passed out on the side of the road, sleeping at a bus stop, who gets called to deal with that person? It's not the fire department. It's not a social worker. It's the police. Society has deemed, at least in certain areas, that we send police officers with guns to go out. And contact people that are sleeping on a park bench to make sure they're okay because a regular citizen or passerby can't go up and say, Hey, man, you doing okay? We're sending the police to go do this. I don't understand how the police have this as part of their job function because if this person is having a medical issue, even a drug issue, emergency medical services is more equipped to handle this, but they won't go. They send the police welfare checks, adult protective services send the police to check on elderly people to make sure their living conditions are okay when police have not been provided the training to go in and see if grandma Betty's okay living at her house. How is that okay? So they do everyone else's job. Let's go even deeper. Parents not raising their kids. Our society is full of parents that have chosen that disciplining your kids is wrong. But what do they do? They call the police because Junior is out of control. Little Billy or Betty is out of control and acting the fool and yelling at mom. And they call the police to come in and deal with them and tell them they have to obey their parents or in some cases tell the police to scare their kids into obeying their parents. This comes down to bad parenting. This is not a police issue. But this is what people want the police to do. Businesses want the police to come in and play bouncer and trespass people from their businesses. But when the people come back, they won't assist in prosecution and just want them moved along. That's not how that works. They let people come back into their businesses after they've been trespassed, let them steal alcohol And then we'll call the police asking for a welfare check on them instead of asking the police to take them to jail for shoplifting and trespassing. The police are holding people accountable for their actions, and it can't continue. The other problem with the police is it appears everybody knows how to do their job better than the police know how to do their job. We have celebrities that know how to do the police's job better, sports athletes that know how to do their jobs better than the police, politicians that know how to do the job better than police. And the police, admittedly, haven't gotten all the training they need. Guess what the first thing is that's cut when there's a budget cut for the police? Training. We are cutting what is needed the most for law enforcement officers when it comes to a budget cut. Training and staffing. Some of the specialty units get cut, but primarily what gets cut is training and staffing. We have a bunch of people out there talking about defunding the police or reimagining the police. We're not talking about holding people accountable for their actions. We're not talking about holding parents accountable for the actions of their juveniles. But we are going to hold the police accountable because we have a generation raised of people that can't behave, that aren't used to being disciplined and that have been given participation trophies, but we need to defund the police. As we look at defunding the police, let's talk about that for a minute. I think everybody can agree that as you're on an airplane, if the stewardess were to come back to you, or flight attendant, I'm sorry, and say, hey, uh, guess what? The plane's about ready to crash. We may or may not make it to land. We have 20 minutes until we get there, but we have 10 minutes of fuel. We're hoping we can coast. Here's a parachute. Go ahead and put this on. Just just put it on, please, sir, ma'am whatever. Put this parachute on and just be ready for the inevitable. When it gets that point, we're going to escort you back to the back there to the in a line and orderly fashion, jump out of the airplane. When you defund the police, you take the parachute away from society because you have nobody there to protect you anymore. The police literally are standing in between you and and chaos. And the reason that people don't have the things that are in your house that you like is because there's fear that the police will come stop them. But when there's no police, why is there a reason to follow laws? As we've seen in big cities like Portland or Seattle or different cities in California, why follow the laws if there's no one to enforce it? Why are we having these laws enforced by people that don't know how to do it as well as politicians? defunding the police let's dig a little bit deeper into that as we're defunding the police and we're taking training away from police and we're cutting their staffing we're handing them a parachute and an airplane that's going down we go hey don't worry we packed your parachute but there's no rope there's a nice big parachute canopy but when you pull that string all that's going to happen is the canopy is going to go up and it's going to fly away in the wind and and you're going to fall but we need you to fall it's okay You fall, and that canopy is going to be there. How does that work for the police? How does that work for their family? What motivation do they have to go out and do their job and protect you and me when they know they're going to be hung out to dry? When they know the training they're getting is not sufficient or adequate for the job they need to do, but go out and do it anyhow. With defunding the police, I am 110% in support of defunding the police, but you have to do it in steps to set up an infrastructure there so that society can still get the support that they need and the police can still do what we need them to do. Accountability needs to happen at every level, not just the police. Judges need to be held accountable for their actions. Politicians need to be held accountable for their actions. We can all agree that every police officer on the street across America should have a body camera on them. Absolutely, 110% agree on that. But we should also be able to agree that every politician and every judge should have a body camera on them at all times as well. If you're going to hold one group accountable, you need to hold all groups accountable. And you can't continue to leave this group out to hang that you've been leaving out to hang. Indefinitely. Once again, voting has consequences. Are the police the problem or is our perspective the problem? Have we as a society come to a place where it's okay for Junior to do something because we don't believe in punishing our kids? And then when they get older and act the fool, someone holds them accountable for it and they're not used to it. And then they get juvie and the juvie person says, was a police officer mean to you would you like to file a complaint about the police officer or when someone is arrested for committing a crime and a police sergeant shows up and says would you like to file a complaint on this police officer for that just arrested you for use of force or a courtesy complaint sometimes the police arrest the wrong person it's absolutely correct but let's be totally conservative here. Seven times out of 10, the cops get the right people. That's, that's being a low, low guesstimate there. Seven out of 10 times, they get the right person. And we have people actively fighting with the police and not being held accountable for fighting with the police. The prosecutors in different areas will tell police officers, we're not charging this person with assaulting a police officer because That's what you signed up for. Pretty sure that if we told a nurse at a hospital, you signed up for someone to punch you in the face because they have mental health issues, they would walk off the job. Pretty sure that we've told a judge, hey, get ready. This person might not be happy with the judgment you come down with. So they're going to punch you in the face. Pretty sure if we told a politician hey, you signed up for public office, be ready for them to dox your house or do protests in front of your house or put your family out there on blast. We would have an issue, but we don't seem to care when it happens to the police. Again, this comes down to perspective. The police are a necessary force in our society. They do a lot of jobs that they shouldn't be doing. The jobs that they're doing are being cut back. But as we're cutting back the functions of the police, we need to have other avenues in place so that the people that are in need get the resources, help, and support that they need. We need to be quicker to look at the whole situation before we look at that one split-second decision that an officer has to make. It's always easy to watch a football game on Monday morning and say the quarterback should have done that or the lineman should have done this, but you're not in their position knowing what they know at the time. You don't know the backstory and we jump to blame the police. And then we need your reaction to cut them without doing anything to protect ourselves or them. It's sad, but it's real. So again, perspective, can have my dream world. This is just me sitting on the sidelines. Hold people accountable for their actions. Figure out a way to do it. Hold them accountable for their actions. Police officers, judges, council people, governors, politicians, criminals. Hold everyone accountable for their actions across the board the same. Revise the training for the police and revise the training for the public. Police departments across the nation need to come out and say, we used to be able to do X, Y, Z, but we can't because of politician X, Y, Z passing this. We can no longer do our job here because this person has decided this. There needs to be education, not just for the police, but for the public. And then appreciation. It's important that we still appreciate the police that are doing the job right. Yes, there's rotten apples in every bunch. Yes, people make mistakes. But Google it. This is my challenge to you this week. Google how many police officers work in America at any given time. Then take a look and see how many use of forces happen in any single day involving the police. And then look and see. How many people get killed by the police in a year? And if you take a look at that number, that would say what? There's 200,000 people, 500,000 people a day out there doing their job without shooting anyone, without using force on anyone. We focus on the negative, but on the flip side, we have people that are lifting up criminals As victims who should have been in jail in the first place, but weren't because of a broken system, do some research. How many times do incidents happen with law enforcement and the police with someone that should have been in jail? And if they were in jail and held accountable by the judges and our society as the laws dictate, how many of them would have interaction with the police? or would still be in jail? How many people that have been shot by the police would have been in jail and not available for the police to shoot? Again, I'm not saying police want to shoot people, I'm saying, playing with the narrative here. How many people would be in jail and not able to do those actions to cause the reaction by the police? So my charge to you this week is really simple you know a cop, thank him. Tell the police officer, thank you for what you do. I see the bullshit that's coming down the pike. I see all the changes. I know you're underappreciated. Thank you for what you do, officer so-and-so, deputy so-and-so, trooper so-and-so. If you get pulled over, guess what? You may or may not get a ticket. Regardless of if you get that ticket or not, tell them thank you. Thank you for holding me accountable. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the risk you're taking right now by doing this job. I appreciate you. It's not hard to walk into Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts across the nation, see a bunch of police officers, and just say thank you for what you do. Everything comes down to perspective. We've talked about the perspective so many times on this show. It comes down to being educated. Educate yourself. Learn what's going on in your society. Realize. Yes, the police have problems, but the problem is so much bigger than the police and law enforcement in today's society. Thank you, cop. Wow, this is a dark podcast talking about police issues. Shoot, what are we going to talk about next? I'd like to do a firefighter one, but don't know that much about firefighters. and Don't know anything about repelling out of trees after rescuing cats. I, I, I tell you what. Anyhow, this is Mike with Midweek with Mike. Thanks for listening today. Do me a favor. If you would please like our Facebook page, whatever happened to Patriotism podcast, drop me a message, leave me a line, leave a comment, do something. Talk to your friends. Thank you, cop. I'll catch you next time. been listening to the whatever happened to patriotism podcast the whatever happened to patriotism podcast can be controversial at times the comments and the opinions of the host and guest are for entertainment purposes only and not their actual opinions while the whatever happened to patriotism podcast is about first responder heroes this podcast is in no way affiliated with any first responder departments